0: Can wait, what something like one week to run FESCK? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that is exactly correct. You could- Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. And with me, as always, is Galileo Bumpkin's persona persona. <laughs> I'm good, Curtis. Uh, is that the episode where they were in the
2: planetarium?
1: I, th- I think that might be uh, another, another psych uh, reference. How are you doing?
2: How's the uh, shed?
1: Uh, the shed is good. The shed is functional. The shed is full of stuff. The <laughs> backyard is clean.
2: You might need to build another shed.
1: No, it's good. I, I it, It's actually, I, I'm quite impressed with the, with the shed and it's, you know, and, and how much stuff it's holding and there's still room for more. I've decided to move my, my worms outdoors and I, I will probably be putting them in the shed. I need to build a shelf for the worms. <laughs> yes, I am a worm farmer among many random things about me. I am a vermicomposter, um, verma being the Latin word for worms. I feed my worms, my kitchen scraps and shredded Amazon boxes. Um, but yeah, the shed's all done and now I'm
2: getting ready for gardening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I am. Well, I, I, got my seedlings going, um, and, uh, they're sprouting or, or, what germinating they're germinating yeah so yeah all ready for the spring which there are parts of this country of course that are very much not thinking about spring right now uh, this, oh yeah this... the storms in the midwest or in the texas cow. and the east coast too yeah it's just it's just a mess uh, by the way I throw in our standard disclaimer uh, persona and i do both work for druva but this is not a druva podcast the opinions that you hear are ours so we we were so concerned about the the weather over here that we decided to once again leave the continent and have another guest from another continent. So we have another longtime uh, technical person here who has been in the industry for uh, over twenty five years, and uh, he has been at his um, he he he's done a number of things, including being. Uh, a system administrator, a software engineer. He was actually a Debian developer for 16 years. He is now a system administrator at the Instituto Superior Tecnico. Welcome to the podcast, José Caljarich. How did I do with that last name? Caljarich?
0: Caljarich.
1: José Caljarich. Caljarich.
2: You're just going to butcher it, Curtis. I
1: think it's going que to j- I want to try it. José Jose Queirós. Jose que <laughs> I can speak Spanish, but I cannot speak Portuguese. Other than saying "obrigado," um, you know, thanks for coming on the podcast. I have heard Portuguese. I've heard quite a bit of it. I my ear just doesn't uh, understand the sounds. But it, you know, this is
2: the first time I think you've actually been stumped by a last name.
1: It it might be.
2: So for the listeners out there, if you want to come on the podcast and talk about backup and you have a difficult last name and you want to stop <laughs> Mr. Backup, ping us, let us know. We would love to have you on the podcast.
1: So welcome. Welcome, Jose. T- tell us about the place where you work a little bit. What What is the environment like there at the uh, instituto?
0: It's an university. Well, engineering, engineering yeah. university. So there are a lot of... Um, IT courses, uh, physical, mm-hmm. mathematical, chemical, and uh, I think I'm not forget. And now there are new courses on um, aer- aerospace.
1: Oh, aeros- aerospace.
0: Yes, aerospace.
2: And so you manage the IT infrastructure at the university for yes. supporting all these courses.
0: Yes. Um, and little, what does that
2: look like? A little.
0: it's uh, I work in the IT department. And, uh, and there are many IT departments inside the school. This means that I work in the main IT department that runs the core infrastructure, network, uh, mail, um, uh, provides the infrastructure for the employees to the enrollments, the day-to-day of, uh, as bureaucracy of the school. There are several other IT departments that runs small parts of the school. You are the umbrella that uh, tries to connect everything and make everything works. Network, mail, file storage, backups. Who's support uh, for the Windows desktops?
1: And are you responsible for those as well or just the core infrastructure that you talked about earlier?
0: Core infrastructure. This means that... Uh, Personally, I take care of the file servers for several type of services. I am a specialist on Debian machines, and I maintain the backups in place for the Linux machines.
1: As I recall, in our discussions, uh, you know, during email, it sounds like you are using primarily open source. So you're you're using mostly open source server software, but you're also using open-source backup software, correct?
0: Yes. Most, uh, the core infrastructure is almost everything uh, running on open-source minus some file servers for some Windows machines that are running on uh, native Windows servers. Hopefully, I don't need to touch very much on them, so... I'm focused on the Linux machines.
1: Do you not have to worry about backing up those servers?
0: Not yet, and thanks, thanks God, because Amanda doesn't have a good have a solution for Windows machines, but is not very good. Not for the size of uh, data that you have on Windows.
1: So you mentioned Amanda. So that is the uh, open source the, backup product that you are yes. using.
0: Yes, it's open source.
1: So Amanda, there, there is a like a commercial version of Amanda, or a company called Zamanda. Are you using that version, or are you using the community version?
0: I'm using the community version. But the Zamanda is was was bought by BetSol, if I'm not mistaken. So the support of the open source is a little different now. That there is a new company on the mix.
1: I didn't realize that they had got that they had gotten bought.
0: Yes, yeah, twenty
2: eighteen. It looks like just doing a quick search. But Curtis, for our listeners on the phone and for myself, because I'm kind of a backup newbie, uh, could you talk a little bit about what Amanda is? You're for those? you're
1: you're a you're an Amanda newbie. You are not a backup newbie. <laughs> but uh, Amanda is basically an open source backup product that. Uh, I I would describe as a wrapper around the native backup utilities that a, a given operating system has. So either dump and tar, cpio, that sort of stuff. It's a scheduling and coordination program that um, automates the use of those tools. And it and it can also include, depending on you know your needs, it can also include. Interfacing with things like uh, tape libraries and things like that. Does that, Jose? Does that sound like a fair uh, summary of Amanda? Yes,
0: it's a very good one. Much better than I would. I would have that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, by the way, I, I I know you 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 mentioned you know in our email you said your your English is you know not that great. Well, I I, I continue to be amazed at people that. You know, uh, uh, most Americans know only English uh, and they know very little, if anything, of any foreign language. So it's always impressive to me when I talk to somebody like yourself who speaks Portuguese and you, um, you know, your your English is fine. Uh, it's certainly, <laughs> as we've already discussed, certainly better than my Portuguese.
0: Practicing English for more than 20 years. That's why my English is not bad now. It started on the university where the books were in English. That's where I started uh, right. practice a lot of my English until now.
1: Tell me what your Amanda configuration looks like.
0: It's, a, like you said, is a scheduler. In my, in the case that we use, is a scheduler of TARs, Nutar, that does the backups every night. I have uh, three configs for different type of data. there is one config that runs every day that uh, tries to cover almost all the data that uh, needs only to be a depth of backups for 30 days. And 30 days is so an employee can go on holidays, come back, found that he missed some file. And there are still backups for that missing file.
2: You said that this is a good chunk of your, or a percentage of your environment, right? Just sort of the normal 30-day policy that everyone yes. just kind of gets.
0: A man only understands the concept of types. So to work off to do backups over disks, it emulates types. So I call it V-types. And uh, currently I'm using six, 60 V-types to guarantee a depth of uh, 30 days. The cycle of the full backups is 20 days. This means that one full backup is done every 20 days. And Amanda schedules when when the full backup is scheduled and what level of differential backup is done every day. So it fits on the V-type.
1: Right. As I recall, um, with Amanda, you can actually just specify... How often you would like a full backup to run, and then it sort of automatically schedules those full backups for you, rather than you specifying every, you know, but the the you specifying that it happens every Friday or every three weeks or whatever is that is that right? Yes,
0: yes, that's right, and that that is very good because one file system can grow bigger or smaller, and Amanda's scheduling automatically to level up. The full backups along all the days.
2: That's actually kind of cool. I don't think I've ever seen that in any of the other backup software that I've ever played with. It's always been you're manually trying to figure out how to optimize and schedule and make sure everything happens in a time window. It's kind of impressive that Amanda offers this feature.
1: Yeah, it's probably one of the coolest features, I think, of Amanda, where, you know, you, you just say, look, I want, I want a full backup every, like in this case. So doing a full backup every 20 days is actually quite problematic if you're going to schedule it yourself. To Every 21 days, you could sort of figure that out, or every 30 days, or every 14 days. But every 20 days, scheduling that in a typical backup product, uh, product is actually quite difficult. But in Amanda, you just say, I want a full backup every 20 days. And it will just automatically uh, schedule them out. Like if you had a backup policy, right? It might
2: say, okay, a weekly or a full is done every 21 days on Monday or Tuesday or whatever the day you pick, right? Or the weekend, right? But in this case, that's not necessarily what you want because you want some of them. Because what you really care is I just want to make sure I have a full every 21 days. The fact that some backups you're going to do a full next weekend and others you're doing two weekends from now. Amanda kind of figures that out and kind of optimizes it all. So it all works itself out rather than you having a set day where every full happens, or in the, the case of the policy i said, having like five different policies to start on different
1: days for fulls. Yep. Um, so what, I, what the part that I don't know anything about Jose is the V tapes. Now tell me, is that an Amanda thing, or is that something that's provided by something else that you are using?
0: No, it's Amanda thing. When they decided to allow to write on disks, the Amanda allows plugins, and they've created a plugin that manages the disk on space like it was a robot of types. You just create a directory, one mm. directory for every V-type. You label it. Using uh, another tool, another tools like normal types, and they start using in special the types like it will do with a robot.
1: And I think the reason for this is that the backup tools that they're using, because they're supporting things like dump and tar, many of these tools they don't know how to write to disk, right? So they they want to write to a tape. And so Amanda said, fine, we'll give you something that looks like tape. and so that they could continue to support these these older tools um and so what about um do, do you then copy those backups anywhere else do you copy them to a real tape
0: as i said you have three configs the main one you have and you have two two servers that are image one of the other this means that you have the main server on main campus that fetch all the data from all the clients. And when the backup finish, there's there is started a job that copies the new files to the secondary server on secondary campus. And this is for the it minor... makes a three two one
1: backup rule. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, almost. Yes. This their gap that is missing.
1: When you say it copies it to the other
0: server. Yes.
1: What mechanism does it use to get that data there? Do you know?
0: Because everything is files, So it's a script that I've right. read using r- R-Sync. Okay. That is a tool that compares. Do you know it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I figured that's what you were going to say, given that Amanda is, you know, open source and all of that. R-Sync. r a great tool. Yeah. And a lot of people actually use it, you know, just for backup. So So basically, you end up with V-tapes in one server, V-tapes in another server and these these v tapes are really just files in a directory and 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 amanda manages using rsync
0: no no it's not amanda it's myself
1: oh it's yourself okay
0: i've i've plugged in uh, some functionality without being inside amanda that does a synchronization between two servers amanda doesn't know there is a second server with uh, all of the data so in case of disaster if I lose the main server I have to do some some uh, tuning on the secondary server to make it work.
1: What kind of cuz I don't remember what kind of catalog does Amanda create uh, a database you know of its backups and 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 how, how how do you recreate that catalog over there?
0: It's copied when I copy on a synchronized V types, I synchronize the database of uh-huh. the Manda that are two text files, normal text files that are synchronized with R-Sync. So it's just copying more files.
2: Gotcha. So it just dumps it basically as files onto the same server that you have your backups and your rsync script just picks it up and yes. replicates that over or synchronizes it over to the second server.
0: Yes. That's
1: that simple. Yeah. So, the, the big thing that, again, as I recall, because Amanda is using things like Dump and Tar, it doesn't have, at least I, I, this is a question, not a statement. I, I don't think it has um, like what I would think of as a traditional backup catalog it has it. It knows when it ran a backup. It knows when it ran a full. Knows when it ran a differential. Yes. But what's it like to restore an individual file from that? Because I don't think it it, it doesn't have that information, right? It just has. It knows it sent a full dump over there.
0: Yes, you have some information did, because for every for every tar, it knows what files are inside the tar. This means when I need to recover okay. a file, it knows where, what what at the date was the level zero, the full backup, and what levels the differential backups may have catched the file. This means if it was a file that was not changed, it knows it only needs to fetch the backup from the level zero, from the full backup. If it is a file that have many changes during during twenty days, it knows what feed types it needs to fetch that file starting by level zero full backup and going up one level one two three four five whatever it needs keep up the to date for the files for the changes
1: okay so it does actually have a file level history because I did I did not think it had that
0: yes it does
1: does it only have it you uh, mentioned that you're using tar I know Amanda also supports like dump, why why use tar over dump?
0: I'm not. I've never played with dump, so I'm not. I don't know very well the strengths and the weakness of it. I know tar. This means that I can uh-huh. restore easily from one machine to another. I don't need to run to run uh, to to do the restore on the same machine that was previously done the backup. I can run over different types of file systems or system of operating system. You only need to know about TAR. And that was my decision. I'm using TAR for a long time.
1: Honestly, I think that's a great answer, right? Because, you know, for those of you that grew up in the modern day era and didn't live with dump. Yeah, what's TAR in dump? <laughs> so the only thing I don't like about TAR, guess guess what it is? The only thing I don't like about tar is the fact that it's called tar. Because do you know why it's called tar, Ho- Jose? Do you know what tar means?
0: I think so. I'm not sure. I think it means tape archive.
1: Yeah, tape archive. One of the things, um, Jose, that I one of the things that I f- I struggle with over here, um, you know, is and and again, I don't know how much this translates into Portuguese, but in English a backup and an archive are two very different things, right? So the fact that we're using what a a tool that calls itself an archive tool as a backup tool, it just, it bugs me. But other than that, I, I think you, you answered the question perfectly. The dump is a much lower level, um, uh, backup utility that is specifically designed for each file system, right? So, um, you know back in the day there was only one file system there was ufs right the, the unix file system and then when when linux came around there were and are multiple file systems what what are the choices that you have today for file systems jose uh
0: we we must mostly choose between extended three extended four and xfs and there is Two new contenders, right. Butter and but and ZFS. But in so the in I the I... you only you only use ext3, four, and XFS.
1: Right. So if if I counted right, that was five different file systems, and each of those has its own dump utility. And um, so what you were alluding to was you can't take a backup, a dump backup of an XFS file system and restore it to an ext3 file system. Um, it, 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 that's what you were alluding to, right? Yes. Right. So, um, the, But with TAR, you don't have this problem. You can backup and restore even to Windows. You can backup a, a you can restore a, a file that you backed up on Linux, assuming that file works on Windows. Tar, there is tar for Windows. There is tar for every version of Linux and every version. There's tar on Mac. There's tar pretty much everywhere. Um, that that you want to do a backup. D- just a, a random question. D- Another common native tool is cpio. Does Amanda do that anywhere, or did they? Did they basically no, they're they're happy be, with tar.
0: He's very happy with tar, and I don't. And um, and I, now say it because I'm not very experienced with cpio.
1: Yeah, well, most people aren't. It's not as user friendly as tar, but it has. Some features, or at least it used to have some features that tar didn't have. One of the things that cpio had, and tar may now have, one th- one of the things I remember was that you could pass the list of files that you wanted to back up on standard in. You know, the way with tar, you you give it a directory or you give it a like a wildcard. With cpio, you could do a find, for example, and pipe the output of that find into cpio and then cpio would then take its file list from standard in which i don't know if do you know if tar supports that now
0: it supports reading the list of files from a file i need to use that feature on the script that i've made it for myself to do a tidy up of uh, open volume that have too many files that needs to be archived and so i use that feature on tar but it doesn't read from the input; it reads from a file.
1: So that—that's literally—it's—it's it's been a really long time since I've had to use CPIO anywhere in the wild. But that was the one thing I remember that CPIO had that tar didn't have, and it sounds like it's still, it still—it still has that one feature. But <laughs> I don't think that's enough. Do you think that's enough persona to switch over for, for one so. feature like that? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, Curtis. To move on from here, because I know that you mentioned that there are three different sort of workloads that you look at protecting, right? Yeah. I know we covered the first, uh, but I was wondering yes. if you could touch on the other two. Sorry if that's yes, okay. Yes, I
0: can.
1: No, go ahead.
0: No, no, yes, there is interesting things on the other two configs, at least on what I call the second config. Because um, not all the data are the same. This means some of the data needs to have a longer retention on backups, and so there is a daily archive that runs every day, but uh, with a long retention plan than thirty days. And um, now we have a LTO six robot. Uh, uh, it's a type. It's a it's a standard LTO type with uh, some. Something like native, almost uh, two terabytes and half. And you so have a robot and secondary campus, and from uh, and from help from uh, colleagues that found the recipe, the robot is mounted on the secondary backup server, and export isn't is SCSI interface by network to the main server. So this means when the dollar runs, it do, it does does a backup to the local to the local V type, and I'm going to now have a feature that is vaulting. This means that I can copy the V type to a real type on the robot that is on secondary campus. And this means that I have.
1: Oh, that's the, nice.
0: Yes, very nice. This means that you have almost an air gap between the data on the main server. And that on secondary server.
1: Uh, well, air gaps are especially in a university situation where I'm assuming you know you you don't have the budget that a typical company has for IT. So you you have to save money where you can. So this is where you're you're using an open source tool. But today, uh, air gap is even more important than it was before because of uh, ransomware. And I know that ransomware has been going after universities quite a bit. Yes. So our so so that that so it it this configuration where you're using V tapes on one side and tape physical tape on the secondary site uh, is do you think this is a configuration for the future? Um, th- this is what you're going to be doing more of. Yes,
0: because the, the robot is expandable. It, uh, I think, it goes to almost three hundred types. So it will need, will cover our, our future needs for some years. And uh, yes, there is a there is some worries with ransomware. So yes, it, I think it will be the future in the school that some of the V types will be copied to real. LTO types.
1: There's three different configurations. What what's the third one?
0: The third one is um, is more complicated because you have some data sets that are very big. Uh, or, or, let me rephrase another way. One limitation of Amanda, and it was solved in last years, but I don't like. But uh, I like that limitation. That is, you need to fit a file system inside a V type or a real type this means that the, comp- the file system to be backed up by a manner needs to be less than two terabytes and off that's the size I'm using now and you have data sets with something like 20 terabytes and no easy way to to slice it in smaller shanks so this uh, set search config that is weekly. That is to catch the bigger, the bigger um, data sets that are not so important, that don't change very much, like for example local copies of software, things that you can fetch from the internet, but it's faster to look to fetch from the local server, especially if you have a disaster, uh, or if you lose the connection to the internet, it can be easier to fetch locally. That's the kind of the data that. Backup on this on this um, cert config
1: I, I don't think i understood what you do to solve the the two terabyte limitation i understand that the problem well, that you have system. is that your v tapes are two terabytes and Amanda cannot handle
0: this cert config is uh, is not it was not designed by me because for this kind of data, i prefer to use store backup.
1: Okay, so store back. Let me just confirm. So what? So what you're saying is that store backup is your solution for this problem.
0: Yes, it's my solution because Correct? I don't need to talk with users to say you cannot rename a directory because if you rename a directory, you mess it, mess it up my backups because your directory is <laughs> an entry point for Amanda to do backups. That's the kind of problem that you have if you use Amanda to backups data size that are bigger than the Vtype. tape backup doesn't have that problem, have, an, have the others, but one of the good things is can do the, do, the duplication. It means that you have the data replicated for several mach- in several places, same files. StoreBackup store backup uh, it and uh, do an hard link on the target. StoreBackup is very similar to Time Machine from macOS. That copies all the files, and the files are the same as does hard links okay. on the target. And another weakness is that you need to run store backup on the client.
1: So store backup is what? Is it another open source tool?
0: Yes, I found it some years ago when I start doing uh, some search for for other tools than Amanda to do backups, and I found it. And um, and I used I used till some some little time ago to do backups of some files that I don't don't want to lose to lose but in my case in my personal case sorry I, I forget to tell I, I run Amanda too on my own machine I have a server with a lot of data where I run Amanda and so that's where I start to learn about Star backup end of parentheses um uh, so I use store backup for running data sets that are about 20 terabytes and where users are very free to show, to rename the directories the directories and the files from play one place to another and that is not doesn't play well with traditional uh, backups like Amanda
1: if I understand correctly the the problem So the the problem that you have with Amanda for these large file systems is that one of the limitations of Amanda is that a backup, a full backup needs to fit on a tape or a V-tape. And by the way, this is a long running problem. I had the same problem 25 years ago. Um, And so one of the things that you could do with Amanda is you can, uh, to solve this problem, is you... Um, create subdirectories underneath the big directory, and then you give Amanda, let's say there's 20 subdirectories, so you got a 20 terabyte file system, so you have 20 subdirectories under there, and you back up those subdirectories. The problem with that is that if a user renames their subdirectory, um, Amanda breaks can't access it, yeah. right? It can't access it, so it doesn't know what to do, right? Yeah. Um, and so what you're saying is you're using this product called store backup, which is another open source tool. And it essentially does a synchronization, like you said, like the way that Time Machine works, which is basically I've seen another product uh called PC Backup, I think, which works similar where it it's essentially using I S I don't know if it uses if this one uses R Sync underneath, but this this other one does. And then when a file changes, it uses hard links, which is the same way time machine works. So you end up with this directory in another uh, server that has a list of all of the files and then also links to historical versions of those files. Does that sound like a summary?
0: Yes, that's what Start Backup does, yes. The, The other limitation is that the source and the target needs to be on the same machine. This means that, or you mount the target on the client, or you mount that client on the server. That's why it's not, it's not to, I don't use it so, I don't try to replace it, Amanda, with store backup. Because it poses, it poses some problems. Does it not, does it not, uh,
1: can it not write to like an NFS mount? Can it? Can it yes, not it write to write an, an NFS an
0: mount? mount? Yes, it can. But I don't like it to write on an NFS mount. I prefer to read from an NFS mount and run store backup on the server. Yeah, no that makes difference? sense.
1: It's more secure that way, right? Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: And another problem is because store backup creates so many hard links that you have the file system where you store your backups. It's a little like a beast. <laughs> it means that you have so many nodes and so many hard links that any day, if you need to have a problem with that file system, you can wait, wait something like one week to run FSCK. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> that is exactly correct. Do you use like X, XFS or something? That Yes. That in in some cases, I use XFS. Modern? It's
0: in some cases i'm more worried in running fsck so i try to use extended 3. in my case in university i'm using extended 3 and this was fragmenting the 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 main memory of the server so now i mount and mount the file system whenever the backups ends so it frees the memory from the kernel the Huh. The cash, the cache, of the file system is freed, and the memory is not so fragmented, so the machine runs better.
1: Wow! Well, it's also <laughs> it's also uh, more secure that way, because yes. it's it's not immediately accessible via a hack or something. Yes. Um, I mean, it's really it's. Uh, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know if this will translate, but in English we say the phrase security by obscurity have you heard that before
0: yes i don't like it very much but i use it i use it a little it's convenient
1: yeah <laughs> it's, it's it is better than nothing right yes to talk about i
2: know jose you mentioned um since we also like to hear about horror stories <laughs> i yes. know that you did mention that there was a time when you oh, yes. had a painful situation of dealing with recovery so maybe you could Give us some more insights into that.
0: At that time, I we was still working on the same university, but on the on the secondary IT IT team. And so we have a we have two file servers, with all the data from the users from the local campus, the secondary one. So I'm talking we're talking about uh, one thousand six hundred people, with that in that in two file servers. And uh, one day I was was while I was reading the Amanda Backups report <coughs> and the logs of the file server I was seeing some strange errors on the file system. But it isn't that it didn't run the bell on the first day. And second week, the same thing. And at that third time I think no, it's too much. Let's try to start moving the files from the one file server to the other. And that's where OpenFS comes. OpenFS was the technology for serving files to the users. And it allows to move files on the fly from one file server to the other with very little downtime. But at that time, it was more than 10 years ago, maybe 15, I don't remember the year. was very traumatic. Uh, that move was very slow. This means that the, the moving of all the files from one file server to the other will take something like two, three weeks to move to empty one file server, the file server with problems. So I started to move all the files, and, half, and one Friday, the file server crashed. Ugh. Yes. With something like yeah, one that's... third of the file, one third of the data inside the file server.
2: Oh, ha, ha. that's actually I've seen that being in the in the storage industry for a while. I've seen the case where you've had a RAID disk that goes down and as you're rebuilding and trying to recover, then another disk fails and then you lose your, all your data. Yes. So I have seen that happen where additional stress is bad for a file server.
0: <laughs> in this case, what it was more exotic problem because <clears throat> and, and a problem never comes along. So, the server was down. It took me the, the whole, almost all weekend to try to salvage the file system. At that time, it was uh, ReiserFS. Something like um, early... It's very similar to XFS, but older. And uh, ReiserFS have more problems than XFS. This means that if you store <laughs> an image of a ReiserFS file system... Inside the file system, when you run FSCK, FSCK will get confused and try to put the files inside the disk image on your main file system. And of course, some people add on their on, on their files, personal files on the file server, they add disk image of Hiser FS. So after
2: <laughs> almost <laughs>
0: Spending a uh, full weekend to re- recover the server, the FSCK stopped working and I and I get a dead file server with that with all the data lost inside of it. So it was time to, to recover. And so I start using Amanda to recover. I was using Amanda that time. Um, I start recovering. And the file servers and the, the surviving file server because you have too many work to do. You have to serve the, all the files of the users, uh, it stores the mail of the users, it serves websites from the users and the school and the campus. So it was full, so it had a lot of activity. So this means that restoring a tar, I don't know, it will take something like three four hours. And I needed to run something like uh, more than 100 tars to recover all the file server. So, in the end, I needed to. I was in V-types at times already, so it, it means that I had to run more than two, three tars in parallel because I know the, the inerts of. not the inerts, the, I know the interior of Amanda works. So I needed to run two, three tires at the same time to recover the data. And to speed it up, I, f- I fetched more file servers that were more empty with more um, performance just because they, I was not uh, putting all the load in one file server to speed it up. And so I ended up doing something like working until, until I get too tired, sleep, wake up. Do schedule more recovers, work, 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 sleep, work, 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 sleep, <laughs> something like five days, to recover uh, all the data. Oh my gosh! So you thing.
2: basically slept under your desk or something?
0: At f- I so I you basically slept telework. in your office or in the? I, I started on the <laughs> office and then I started doing the work from home. Because when oh when I gosh. needed to sleep, I went to bed. I wake up and. Do the things, and and my colleagues were the, they have to deal with users, and some users were not pleased, as usual, I as you know, other users. And, Crazy. And yet, yeah. I found I found the root cause of the problem. So I didn't like the, to have a file server that corrupted files. So I start digging, digging, digging and insisting that there was a problem until I found one hard disk. One hard disk that sometimes what you've written is not what we would read. Something like you read you fill the disk with zeros and sometimes you read one from one of the disk setters. Ugh. Yes. That's... And, uh, and I don't know what to... What to do in that kind of situation besides having backups. Because I don't know any good technology that can deal very well with corruption on a so low level.
2: Yeah, at that point, you're basically a little hosed and beholden to whatever, because at some point it's like, how do you get your data back? Yes. <laughs> the best option is throw that hard disk out and restart, and or sorry, restore your data.
1: I think the only thing that was good about that story was that you were at least able to continue it from home so that you could sleep in your (laughs) own bed. That's a tough, tough time. But in the end, everything was restored and everybody was happy or mostly happy?
0: Uh, Something like the machine broke, I think, uh, on a Friday by the end of the day, so I, I have to recover the backups from uh, from Thursday to Friday. So, some people lost some work, some little work, to change that I have made on Friday, some people, something like one third of them, I think. S- yes, 30%, 30% of the people, and uh, that's what it means, that run from one week, one third of the people couldn't work. The two thirds could work because they they were on the Mindfile server. One third of them, they have to start working during the week after I recovered their home directory.
1: Yeah, that's never a fun thing to be in. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, th- this this does remind me of you know one of the things that we talk about is that just because you back up every day doesn't mean you're going to be able to recover within 24 hours because it depends on when the incident happens and you were talking about the fact that your incident happened sometime on Friday and so you know you're, it, it, it depends on this is especially true if you're using tape and you're shipping now you're not you're the tapes that you're using they're they're still remaining on site but if you're shipping tapes off site and this is how you do this is how you get backups off site which is to my knowledge still the most common way to get tapes off site or to get backups off site is to make tapes and then hand them to uh you know someone else and the the problem is that if something bad happens say friday morning if the like something not like what you had happened but let's say it's a fire or a flood thursday nights tapes have not yet been sent off site and so the last backups that you would have off site are the ones from wednesday so you would lose all of thursday and however much of friday uh had happened if you if you didn't have your 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 backups off site Anyway, it just made me, it made me think about, it. so it, it, at least it had a relatively decent, happy ending. Yes. 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 I mean, it sounds like you lost some, yes. some work.
0: Yeah. Some work, some sleep, some, uh, some air from my ads. You lost <laughs> some,
1: some sleep. Yeah. A lot of work and some sleep it sounds like, but you eventually, you eventually got things back up. Well, um, Jose, I I, I want to say uh, obrigado for for coming on uh, the podcast.
0: De nada. Thank mm-hmm. you.
2: Myself. Yeah, thank you, Jose. This was definitely fun learning about Amanda. It's Something I'd never heard about.
1: And ta- and tar and dump and all these old tools that you never had to use, right?
2: Yep, exactly.
1: Also, thanks to the listeners for listening to this uh, story from a, a little bit of my backup past as well as Jose's backup current. And uh make sure to subscribe so that you can restore it all.
3: There was a file, but I deleted it. Too bad your backup system isn't worth a spit. Finally, I needed your backup. You have chance to fix it. Instead, it's all jacked up. See how I'll write on Facebook about you. Don't underestimate the things that I will do. There was a file, but I deleted it. Too bad your backup system isn't worth the space. Dory